Thank you for listening to Caffeinated Chicks, Motivating Women. Welcome to our lifestyle and personal development podcast, where we encourage you to be authentically you and keep it real. I'm your host, Abby. And I'm her cousin, Rachel. We know it's Monday and we know you're tired. Our goal is to help you feel motivated, inspired, and ready to face whatever it is the week throws at you. Come sit with us, grab your coffee, and dive into meaningful conversation that will elevate your life. Hi, guys, and welcome to Caffeinated Chicks. I'm Abby. And your host, Rachel, is here with me as well today. Hey, guys. So we are going to jump in and talk about surrounding yourself with your tribe. And before we begin, Abby, what is something that you're grateful for this week? Uh, That's actually a tough one. Um, (laughs) I think this week, something I'm grateful for is the sunshine. Yes. Since we have not had really warm weather at all this year it's been very dreary and rainy Mm -hmm. and I just think the sunshine is helping do so much with my mental health right now so that's what I am grateful for yeah I absolutely I absolutely agree I I am very grateful to be a soccer coach um obviously I have been I coach third and fourth grade and I do have some difficult kids and there have been some hard days because I get them after they've been cooped up all day in school. But I have genuinely loved the relationships that I've been able to form with them as a coach. And I think that's second to none. Like it's just been really cool to be able to invest in some kids and kind of get to know kids in the community too. So that's been that's probably been one of my favorite things over the last month or so. But yeah, definitely something I'm grateful for this week too. Aww. So I just about turned my page there and realized that's loud. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're we're kind of going off note, some notes that we wrote down too. So you might hear us kind of jostle up our notebooks a couple <laughs> times, but <laughs> just ignore that's what that. happens. We're keeping it real. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, Rachel, we're going to kind of talk about surrounding yourself with your tribe. So, I found this definition for tribe um, regarding two friendships. And so, I'm going to share it with you guys today. So, a tribe is a distinctive and close knit group, and it can range from your family to your close friends, even your teammates, club members. However, more specifically to me, a tribe is a support system. Hmm. That's really good. Yeah, I 100% agree. I actually also wrote down a quote that I found really interesting. And it says, be around the light bringers, the magic makers, the world shifters, the game shakers. They challenge you, break you open, uplift and expand you. They don't let you play small with your life. These heartbeats are your people. These people are your tribe. Oh, I love that. I actually right? came across that one today too. And Did like, you? This is perfect. So yeah. I'm glad you said it. Yeah, especially when it ended with these people are your tribe. I was like, that is perfect for this podcast. Oh, yes. I just really appreciate the idea of, you know, there's a difference between there's a difference between a tribe of people that really encourage and lift you up and a group of people in your life that also push you to do the things you don't want to do because yes. 
it's it's nice to have somebody who is going to just be your cheerleader. But if you only have a cheerleader and not somebody who's willing to push you outside of your comfort zone, then you're not going to grow. Right. And so I thought that was a cool quote just about how they challenge you and they break you open. <laughs> they don't want you to play small with your life. So people want people that care about you want to see you grow and want to see you change, even if that growth or that change might not be very comfortable. Right. And Especially like when they're basically seeing you at your best and your worst and they're still supporting you through it all. Yep. I think that's really important. Exactly. And I, I wrote down just a couple of like bullet points of people you want in your tribe. And like me personally, like I think of people who not only bring me joy and positivity, because I have a couple of friends that they are just a ray of sunshine. I mean, you can't be upset when you're with that person. <laughs> and that that is extremely important to me, but also people that push you and help you grow. And then Abby, you and I talked about this oh, what, sometime last week about people, the people you want in your tribe are the people that you want to emulate, people yep. that you want to be like. And I think that's really important because I think if we are honest with ourselves sometimes and evaluate the people we're around, there's a lot of people that we're around that we don't really want to be like. <laughs> yeah, it makes a huge difference. If, especially if you're trying to do like a certain thing, like, for example, for going to church, if you want to be more strong in your faith, you want to mm -hmm. surround yourself with people that are strong in their faith. Exactly. Yep. And not the opposite. And I, right. I wrote down here to people who can call you out when you're wrong so that you can be better. Yes. Um, one of my, like my best friend from college is very much so that person in my life. And we, her and I see eye to eye on a lot of things, but she also sees things a lot differently than how I do. And she often, when I'm like ranting or complaining about something, she can easily point me to, wait a minute, but you're not thinking clearly here. And this is where you're wrong. And she's really gentle about it. She's not, she's blunt, but she's gentle. <laughs> and usually... Usually I see it, but there were always some times where I would get frustrated and annoyed and walk away and then I'd come back and go, yeah, you were right. <laughs> yep. So it's it's so helpful to have friends like that, people who are going to help you see where you're wrong and point it out to you gently and sometimes very bluntly because sometimes you need that. <laughs> sometimes, yes. Sometimes, yeah. yes. It, it depends on the situation, but mm -hmm. for the most part, I think, yeah, that would be the best way. I think it, it varies person to person because for me, I am somebody who people can be very blunt with, just mm -hmm. very upfront. <laughs> and, and I need that because if people beat around the bush with me, I'm not going to grasp anything. So yeah. it's the people that are not afraid to call me out and be really blatant with it. I I have a strong exterior. I don't really take that personally. So that's what I need in my life, but that's not necessarily what everybody needs in their life. Right. I'm actually more of the total opposite, honestly. <laughs> I'm trying to get better at it because I would rather have somebody call me out on it than beat around the bush. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes it it it's something I'm working on, but it definitely does take a little bit looking inward to yep. realizing that... <laughs> 
it's okay and it's not like mm-hmm. a personal attack. And I think that sometimes is really hard. Yeah, that makes sense. And oftentimes I think who you are is what you do too. Mm-hmm. So me being somebody who wants someone to put things bluntly and plainly for me is very much so how I handle other people. And I've had to work the opposite side of the spectrum to be more sensitive. And that has been something very difficult for me because I see things very black and white. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's just, it's interesting how who you are just affects how you um, react to certain situations. Right. Then I also thought, you know, in the same way that you want to surround yourself with people that you want to be like. So for example, if you want to be a leader, you need to surround yourself with people who are leaders, not people who are followers. Yeah. Because there's a lot of followers in this world. There's a lot. <laughs> yes. And and usually it's the leaders that stand out that people criticize. Oh yeah, cuz they're afraid to take that jump. Mhm. And I found I found this quote too that I think really sums it up too is it says all of your little friends who let you sit in the comfort of your bad habits don't love you as much as people who dare to challenge you to be better. I love that. And and it's so true because I mean I don't want a friend that is going to just allow me to continue to sit in something that's not good for me. Mm-hmm. I want a friend who has the courage to to call me out and to challenge me to be a better person. I remember when I was working at camp, um, I had a good friend of mine there and we were able to actually sit down and say, Hey, can we talk about areas that we think the other person needs to grow in? (laughs) And I think it takes a very mature person to be able to do that. And I just remember everybody can do. Nah, I just remember we, we both kind of just sat down and discussed it. You know, I think you need to work on this and I think you need to work on this and there were no arguments. There were no, there was no justification. Like we didn't um, try and blame other people. We were just like, yeah, you know, you're right. And I, I do need to work on that. And thank you for pointing it out. And we're really good friends still. So I think that's really important to be able to correct someone without taking it personally. Right. And, um, And also be able to still walk away with having a friendship with that person rather than being just bitter, you know? (laughs) Yep. But it takes, yeah, it takes a lot. It's, it's not easy to do. And there are very few people I can do that with. Yeah. And let's see here. I also think of, I wrote down surrounding yourself with people who do things. (laughs) (laughs) You know, not people that just sit around and are lazy and don't have motivation or don't get out and seize the day. Like people who do things. (laughs) I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. I don't know what brought that to my mind, but I was just like, yeah, I want to be around go-getters. I want to be around people who chase their dreams. And uh, um, another one that I, I think I read this one time, I think it was a quote, but it's the idea of being around people who discuss visions and ideas and not people. Yes. Those are big minded people. Small minded people talk about people. Yep. I actually wrote down something about that too. Yeah. It's you would, you don't want to hang out with friends that your only like sole purpose is to sit and gossip. 
Yes. You want friends that are going to sit there and actually have meaningful conversations. They're fun to be around. They're uplifting. Mm-hmm. They're supportive. Nobody likes a negative Nelly. No. No, nobody does because that negativity just destroys a room. I mean, you watch how quick spirits fall when there's someone who's negative. And even all the positivity in the world almost can't even squelch that, you know, just because it's just so dirty and gross. <laughs> you well, know, what just I'm like, just like mm-hmm. how happiness is contagious, so mm-hmm. is negativity. And yes. they're almost just as contagious. Yeah. Like each in their own way. So it I makes agree. a huge difference. It does. It's just, those are the kind of people that if I, if I come across somebody like that, I just want to walk away. You know, I just, you know, this conversation, I don't want to be a part of. And one of my biggest pet peeves is spouse bashing. Yeah. Like if you want to talk and complain about your spouse, go talk to somebody else. Because I, I mean, there's a difference between coming to someone for advice and still speaking maturely and kindly about their spouse and literally just coming to you to complain right. about their spouse. Like, I have a really, a really hard time with that. It just goes again, like, about gossiping. Yeah. Yep. That's what it is. And and I don't like it, too, because if I don't know that person very well, or if that person's not there to defend themselves, yes. then I, I ha- I'm left with this view of the person that I shouldn't have because I don't even really know them. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom telling me before I got married, and she was very like solemn and serious about this. And she goes, Rachel, if you ever have any issues with Levi, I want you to work it out with him. I do not want you to tell me about them at all. She's like, because I am your mom and I love you and I'm always going to pick your side. And yeah. because of that, I do not want to have a skewed view of your husband because you you know, say bad things about him to me because I'm obviously going to believe you and take your side. And that always kind of stuck with me. Um, And she, of course, didn't mean it in the sense of like, I couldn't go to her if I needed advice or help as long as I was going to her through that lens rather than I just want to talk bad about my husband. Yeah. But I really appreciated it because I think, I think it makes a lot of sense. It's she's like, I didn't, she didn't want to have a poor view of Levi. So she told me, you know, if you have spouts like that, then I want you to work them out together and not tell me because you know whose side I'm going to pick and I don't want to think less of Levi. Yeah. I always appreciated that. Yeah, that's actually really good advice. I think kind of going off of what you had talked about earlier was just paying attention to how you feel after being around certain people yes like is your energy high is your energy low do you feel good about yourself do you feel inspired it makes a huge difference if you are hanging out with a group of friends and you come home and you're just all this energy is just so low and you're so down was that actually a friendship that you wanted to be around? Yep. Did Absolutely. you want to put that energy into it? And it goes in the opposite too. Like if you leave your friend group and you are feeling happy and uplifted, 
-hmm. Like those are the friends that you want to be around. The ones that are going to have a good time. The ones that are going to make, make you feel good about yourself. Right. Like I just, I've realized over, especially over the past few years, like how important it is to be mindful of that. Yeah. Because there's so many times that you're going to hang out with friends and it's not that it's going to happen all the time. Sometimes you just have harder conversations and it's not Mm -hmm. about anybody in particular. It's not anybody's fault. It's just sometimes they're good, hard conversations and they do make you a little sad after, but there's a difference. Yes, I agree. So I think that's so, so important. Just being more mindful of that, I think has helped me kind of reevaluate some friendships for sure. Yeah. And like you had said earlier too about surrounding yourself with people who push you, who challenge you, who make you laugh, who make you better, who make you happy. Like those, those are the friendships that are so important in life and the longevity of it. Yep. And I, those are the friendships that I'm going to put more energy towards, I should say. Absolutely. And Absolutely. I know we had asked um, a couple of our listeners about qualities that they look for in friendships. Mm-hmm. And one I got today was so perfect. Um, it was the qualities that she looks for is honesty. Uh, I'm, the, I'm seeing uh, a lot of like repetition of honesty. Honesty is obviously a very, very important because if you don't have honesty, you've got nothing. Um, I was thinking about this the other day with a situation with someone I know who I I have found out to have been lying about everything. And I was talking to my best friend about it and I thought, you know, what am I going to do? Like, can I ever trust this person again? And she's like, you can reconcile with them. You can, you can forgive them and you can reconcile. But if they've been lying to you their whole life and there's never been any truth to it, there's no coming back from that. It's just, you just can't (laughs) like, those are the consequences of your actions. And, and it's sad, but it's, it's just reality. It's like, honesty is so, so important. Exactly. I I would say honesty and compassion are like the two biggest qualities I look for in a friendship. And the other ones that she was saying too, all I kept seeing was trustworthy and honesty. Like those were go hand in hand. And a lot of them said too, positive mindset. Mm-hmm. And that goes to talk about what we talked about earlier. Like you want to be around people who are going to bring you up and support mm-hmm. you. I had a couple of people say transparency, yes. curiosity, showing an interest in them and not just talking about themselves. Um, yeah. Loyalty is also a really big one. That's probably one of my huge ones. And yep. I, so I actually had somebody say loyalty and grace together. And that's like me to a T because I 1000% put my foot in my mouth, like probably every minute of every day. (laughs) (laughs) And so I need the kind of friends and family who can look beyond the stupid things I say and give me grace when I do and love me in the middle of it. 
Right. Because I have lost a lot of friends over some really silly situations that involved me just saying something stupid because they weren't willing to give me grace or they weren't willing to sit me down and say, hey, that hurt me and explain it to me so I can understand and apologize. And so grace and honesty and loyalty are all extremely important to me because I I need all of the grace that anybody can give. Right. <laughs> and but I also need somebody to be able to tell me when I hurt them because if they don't then I don't know how to apologize. Well, even that like you're losing a battle before you even yeah. knew you were in a battle. Yeah. Like exactly. you're already in the losing game. Mhm. <laughs> Yep. And I had just like what you said with, um, you know, being around people who go to church and being uplifted in your faith. I had somebody say godliness and humility is what they looked for in a friend. So somebody who is going to um, encourage you in Christ and somebody who's going to point you towards him and um, keep you in the straight and narrow, you know, basically having a good influence and also having the humility to just laugh at yourself because life is not always serious. And so I thought that was really good. She gave a big, long paragraph about that. And I was like, yes, you hit the nail on the head. (laughs) Exactly. And like, you have to be able to have those fun moments. And I think that makes a big difference. Like, obviously you can't be serious all the time, Mm -hmm. but just there's a difference between having fun and having a good time. Then like, saying your friend is like making fun of you. There's like a certain thing you would, you'd rather have your friends laugh with you than at you. Yes. So I think that's huge too. For sure. I also saw um, a state, a question that was, why is it important to intentionally choose who you spend your time with? And it asked you to stop and think for a minute and quickly think of three people who you spend a lot of time with and then ask yourself if these are the people that you want shaping your brain. And I was like, oh, man, that's good. (laughs) Because they say that – and they talked about just red flag people and how more often than not, a lot of us have red flag people in our lives that we don't even realize it we're not really paying attention to. And most often than not, it's actually people that we're close to, but we're so close to them that we don't notice the red flag. Right. And I thought that was interesting. So when it says, why is it important to intentionally choose who you spend your time with? I just, the first thing that popped into my head is because people change people. And if if you're going to be changed by somebody, you want it to be somebody who is going to change you for the better. Right. And not the other way around. And... Um, I, yeah, I just thought they gave a couple of red flag people, like people who are routinely inconsistent, for example. I had a person in my life who was this to a T and I was super loyal to her and always available for her. And she would say, you know, I'm going to call you tonight. And then I wouldn't hear from her until the next day. And just all over the place and always had an excuse. Just, you know, this happened or that happened. It's like, okay, well, why didn't you just text me and tell me like I would understand, but you just left me on read, (laughs) you know? And um, so I thought that was interesting that they call that as a, as a red flag person, because, you know, this kind of a person 
they, they might be somebody and, you know, this person made me feel good. Like she's buddy, buddy with everybody. And she's, you know, like the life of the party type of a person, but quick to blame anyone but herself. And then quick to throw or quick to throw you under the bus in the sense of like, it's not actually my fault. It's yours. And they make you feel so bad because you, you tried to point out what was frustrating you about them and somehow they flipped it back on you. And it was just like, you, that type of a person does not deserve your time and attention. And honestly, for me, this was, this was a really hard friend to let go of now. And she's also one of those people that only comes to me when she needs something, (laughs) you know, which those you Um, have to be careful for too, because I've been burned in those types of friendships also, like I will give everything yep, and sacrifice all these things, like be there for them for all these things. And then when it comes, something's wrong on my end, it's not reciprocated at all. Yep. Yeah. And that's that was another, friend. that was another thing. It said like another red flag person is a person who bulldozes over your needs. Yes. It's somebody who manipulates you by making you feel guilty so that you'll bend to their wants and needs. Yep. I had I had a I was in a job like this where my boss would tell me, okay, you can go and do this and then, you know, give me the day off. And then he'd spend the next day complaining about the fact that it's gonna be so hard without me there. And it was just like wow. oh, so hard because it was like you're making me feel guilty, but you already told me I could have it. Yep. And it's just it's what they do. They try and make you feel bad for it so that you just cave and help them instead. And it's just not healthy and it's no. not, it's not good at all. Definitely not. And Especially then, like not even in just a friendship, but even in a job that's terrible. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's one of the main reasons why I left <laughs> and yes. also a huge influencer into why I left the corporate job world. It was just not, not for me. I was sick of scenarios like that. And yeah, I've had a lot yeah. of really not great bosses over my <laughs> years of working. <laughs> but um, then, then the last red flag person is somebody who tries to control your decisions. <laughs> so mm. the, like, have you ever had somebody in your life where the only, like anytime you came up with anything, they just shot it down and criticized it? Oh. Or they yeah. would make passive aggressive comments that criticized your decisions, belittled your choices so that you just doubt yourself. Yeah. And that's so dangerous too, because then when you doubt yourself, it's so it's so easy to spiral into that and be like, oh well, what if what if that was the wrong decision? Or what if I, you know, and it and then it just destroys your confidence. Right. And especially something that you get so hyped up about and you're so excited about, and then yes. someone's basically telling you that you're gonna fail or did mm-hmm. you think about this? Did you think about that? It just puts that contagious negativity in your mind. Yep. And it's interesting too what you said about, you know, pay attention to how being around this person makes you feel. Also, um, I I saw about just how how do they react when you're doing well and when you aren't is another really good indicator of what kind of a friend they are in your life. And I will be honest, sometimes I have to watch even myself on this because it's hard not to look at someone else's success or life and want what they have. Yes. And in a, and in a sense, not be happy for them, but just be jealous. And so it's easy to be that friend. And oh, yeah. in some ways, I definitely give grace to people like this because I can be that. 
Yeah. Well, but sometimes it just, it's hard. Like you, it is. Like you said, it's the success sometimes makes people jealous. Mm-hmm. And you don't want friends that want your life. You want friends that are going to support your life mm-hmm. and want what's best for you. And you're going to want to do the same for them as well. Exactly. It goes both ways. It does. I thought it was interesting too when it cho- when um it talked about red flag people. They even said, you know, it can be they can be hard to spot because they're often the people you're closest to and you spend the most time with. So yeah. <laughs> and this is kind of funny. So just like you don't smell your own stink the way someone else does, it's because you're too close to it. Yeah. So you don't always recognize a red flag person because you become desensitized to their negative influence. Yeah. And you don't even realize that they're influencing you negatively because you've been with them for so long. You've been around them for so long. It's just become the norm. Yeah. Well, even after I've, I had to reevaluate a lot of my friendships after having children. I think motherhood changes you in many beautiful ways and some hard ways. Um, and it took a while to reevaluate those friendships that were actually there for me and my family and supported supportive of us as opposed to the friends that are like, oh, why can't you always go out or why can't you do this and yes. why can't you do that? There's a big difference and there's different waves of lives that everybody is in. Mm-hmm. And I I do agree that you can still keep those friendships if you're not in the same waves of life, mm-hmm. um, they just need to be more understanding mm-hmm. and give you grace as well. Well, and, and they have to understand too that your priorities change. Right. I mean, you're you're a mom now. You're responsible for more than just you. Yep. And it's it's not the same anymore. Before you could go out all the time because you didn't have people relying on you. Yep. But now you do. And more often than not, it's really hard for people to understand if they don't have kids of their own. Yeah. Um, I know that I remembered one of my coworkers having a really hard time with my boss at one of my jobs because he didn't have kids. And so anytime she had to call in sick, he'd be like, well, why can't you just find somebody else? Or why can't you just, um, you know, find another daycare provider because their daycare provider is sick. And it's just like, dude, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, it's not like, that it's easy not that easy. <laughs> at all so yeah I definitely agree yeah I had a couple different ones too um just kind of like different friendships that you want in your life um we kind of touched on some of them so if I'm repeating myself you just get it extra ingrained into your head (laughs) but one of them was saying you want you want the people who are standing next to you at your best, but are still standing next to you at your worst. And I'm going to keep reiterating this because it's so important. Like you want those cheerleaders in your life that are going to support you no matter what, no matter Mm -hmm. what you're going through and not just be there for you for your success or not just be there for you for all the good things going on in your life. Yep. You want somebody that's going to be there for those hard times too. Yep. I I was reading about three people that you want in your circle. And those three people are a cheerleader, a devil's advocate, and a sage. And I thought it was oh. kind of interesting because, you know, obviously the cheerleader is somebody who might not always agree with you, but supports you. Yeah. Um, 
and you can go to this person all the time without fear of judgment. She allows you to voice your thoughts. And the first person I thought of when I read that was, well, that's that's Abby. <laughs> Abby's my cheerleader. And then the I devil's advocate you. was interesting because it's is this person's gonna challenge your point of view. They yep. at every single turn, even if they actually agree with you, <laughs> they're gonna talk you your you're going to talk you into circles until your head spins. But yeah. if you pay attention, you're going to learn something valuable and it's going to test your beliefs and make you stronger. And I thought about my husband because the other day he played devil's advocate with me for like 30 minutes straight. And I was about ready to punch him. Like, can you just <laughs> please just stop doing that? Because it wasn't even that he didn't agree with me. It was that he was trying to make me be able to argue it well. <laughs> First, or even like, just for really? you to be able to see different sides of it. Yeah. I know Jeremy does the same exact thing because we we get so in our ideas or our views that we don't see the other things. Like you had said, mm-hmm. your views sometimes are black and white. Mm-hmm. And I've realized with you sometimes that we try to go back and forth so you can see more of both sides. Mm-hmm. So... Yep. Yeah. And then the sage is like a combo of the two. So your cheerleader agrees with you most of the time, but will also take you to a level that you're not capable of on your own. So similar to a devil's advocate, but this person just sees the world way different than you do. And whatever assertion you present, they'll dissect it and overthink it and open your eyes to a completely different interpretation. And they can see possibilities and connections not obvious to most people. And I definitely think of my best friend, Elisa, when it comes to this, because she's always, she's definitely my cheerleader. And we definitely think the same on a lot of things, but yet she can still pull a topic, um, like from the Bible, for example, and tell me like, you know, this is actually not directly addressed in the Bible. And it's just like interesting to because th- she's always helping me to see like different points of view and, you know, pointing me to areas where we might be able to pull that sort of an idea out. Yeah. But otherwise, like, you know, helping me to see that, oh, that actually isn't like directly spoken of. But here's something that kind of shows you where we get this belief from and why we have it and why I think it's still solid and important. But just the whole idea of the actual legitimate thing isn't even there. And the fact that she can do that is, has been really like, it helps me grow so much. Um, And she's not even trying to be like, oh, it's not there. So you can just ignore that and not do that. That's not what she's doing. She's just trying to help you see that it's, it's not exactly directly there, but here are some other verses that lead us to the conclusion that this is how we should act regarding that. That's really cool. And yeah, I so I've been very thankful for her there. So I thought that was interesting. Your cheerleader, your devil's advocate, and your sage. <laughs> I really like that. I can definitely list a couple of friends um, in those categories for sure. Mm-hmm. More of them on... It's a toss-up between more of the cheerleader and devil's advocate, um, I've realized, but... I'm curious to like look more deeply into some of my friendships and see if there is any of those sages. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. Yep. 
Yeah, because it's interesting because it does sound similar to a devil's advocate because it kind yeah. of challenges you and what because devil's advocate will help you to kind of see things in a way that you wouldn't um, normally think of them. But this person, the way I understand it is they take you even further than that. So they're not necessarily disagreeing with you, but they're showing you a different point of view. Yeah. And I think one of the other ones that we were talking about too is you want that person, that friendship that's going to keep it real with you. And even when you don't keep it real with yourself and that one, Oh, that one hit because we are so easy and so hard to like jump on criticizing ourselves and all these things that we can't do. Mm -hmm. And we need to have those friendships that are actually going to help us get back out of that and be like, yes, you can do this. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. You look great in that bikini or (laughs) people that see the potential in you, even when you don't. Right. And that's kind of like how you had mentioned in the previous episode too, like how you brought that out in me. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't see myself the way that you (laughs) saw me for the longest time. And I think those friendships are very important to me. The ones that can pick you up out of that funk and get you back into talking good about yourself. And yeah, I just thought that one was really, that one just hit (laughs) definitely. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. And this one we kind of talked about too. It was uh, needing the friendship that's going to need you in their life just as bad as you need them Hmm. in yours. Yes. Yes. I am not a one-sided friendship kind of person. No. I am just not. Call it um, rude or cutting someone out. Call it what you want, but I I just don't have the time and energy to invest in – like I'd rather be investing my time and energy into somebody that actually wants to be with me and right. is investing their time and energy in me. Because otherwise, I feel like if I'm chasing after these people that don't actually want me, I'm doing a disservice to the people that actually want to spend time with me. Right. Because all your time and energy is going into this person who's not even yep. going to reciprocate it in return. Yep. 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 I, I've definitely uh, had to cut out a couple of friendships yep. um, within the last couple of years because of this. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. I read something the other day that said something along the lines of like, don't be upset with this friend because this friend is, you know, really, really busy. And it's not that they don't want to hang out, but, and they, or they don't always reach out to you, but it's not because they don't love you. And it's like, in some senses, I agree with that. Like I do understand, but at the same time, like to me, that just sounds like an excuse. You make time for what you care about. Right. For who you care about. That's just that's just normal. And it making time doesn't have to be a lot of time. It no, can just be like a simple text. Yeah. A simple text. Like, like, a like simple how are you call. doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be all this dedicated, like, let's go out for coffee. Let's do this. Yeah. Even just letting them know that you're thinking of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I saw, I saw the point, but I was also like, mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I see the point just because as a mother yes you 
it's hard to remember everything. Like mm-hmm. when I pick up the kids from daycare, I am literally picking up the kids, letting the dog out, getting ready for the gym, getting them snacks, going to pick them up, going to the gym, getting them dinner, getting baths, putting them to bed. Like I don't always have time right when I get off work. Yeah. I, I don't know how you make time for anything. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> it's just kind of learning to balance <clears throat> your priorities yeah. and figuring out what's more important. I think that's what's kind of helped me make it seem like I can juggle it all. I can, I'm, I'll just say that. Yeah. It's just kind of prioritizing like how important each thing is. Like mm-hmm. obviously my family's important. My fitness is important. Mm-hmm. My friendships are important. And again, that just, that just goes to show you make time for what's important to you. Exactly. And that's why my stance will always be, if you really care about a person, you'll make time for them. Yeah. You will. Because you, yeah. you, you mean you just said it. You prioritize your friends. You prioritize your family. You prioritize working out. Right. Right. And there are definitely going to be some scenarios where you would prioritize friends or family over working out. Right. <laughs> like, oh, definitely. So definitely. It's, it's, yeah, it's just one of those things where you, you make time for what you care about. Right. Well, that's all I have on my end on that. Yeah, I think that's all I had too. We had some really good conversations. I Yes, I agree. Just kind of nice to like talk it out and kind of get your point of view as well. Because Definitely. I think just being able to look out for these things and find those red flags mm-hmm. is going to help you with your all these adult friendships because mm-hmm. those are the ones that are going to last and yep. getting rid of those friendships that are just causing you the negativity in your life my dead weights <laughs> really yes yeah exactly like dead weights they're just draining the energy out of you or they're not making you a priority not that not saying that you should be like a huge priority like mm-hmm. not making that in a weird context but like caring about you being compassionate checking in like Mm -hmm. it goes both ways it's just being able to not have that one-sided friendship yeah friendship is a two-way street definitely is well i hope you guys got some value from this from just hearing what it's what it's like to kind of what you should be looking for in friends and what you should watch out for i hope that you pulled something from this. I hope that it encouraged you. But that's all I have to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. Abby, do you have anything else? Um, I don't think so. I think I think we summed it out. Like get rid of those friendships that are just causing you negativity and draining you and just aren't willing to put in that time and energy too. So mm-hmm. and not that you still can't love and care about those people. Right. Um and show up if a situation where to come with it they might need you just because that's the right thing to do yeah but there's still there's still a line i believe oh for sure definitely thank you so much for joining us this week i hope you enjoyed getting to know abby and i over a cup of coffee black for me or a cup of creamer with a dash of coffee for me gross <laughs> we look forward to motivating and encouraging you in this crazy thing we call life 
But before you go, make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you can receive new episodes right when they're released. Subscribe in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. And please, please, please leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. Come tired and leave inspired with Rachel and Abby. Until next time, we're Caffeinated Chicks.